everyone. Welcome to the Circuit Electrics podcast. My name is Gabriella and I'm here with Camilla. She is the director of IT over at the Newberry in Chicago. And it's a library, which is even cooler. Um, yes. Camilla, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you inviting me to talk about IT. It's my favorite subject. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that because it's one of my favorite subjects too. And working in a library in the IT space must be so different, which is why I'm so excited to learn more about how you even got your start in that. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your background? Well, my background was actually in architecture. I went to school for that. And I worked in engineering and architecture for about 10 years. But it was one of those things where it was a combination of learning how to do uh, computer-aided design work. So I really got into that. I learned how to do create plans and design using computer-aided design when I was working for engineering. And I started teaching people how to use it. So I found out that my niche was in teaching people things, you know, something that I'm good at. I like to share that with other people. So, and then slowly the IT department got a little bit put together because at that time, you know, technology wasn't as huge as it is today. It was a small part of every company because of the cost. As the IT department started being built, I started learning from the gentleman that was running the IT department. And I decided that this is where I wanted to go into. And it was like, when you get to about seven, eight years working in a company, you feel like, okay, I need to start looking at something else. I need to start discovering something new. And so I, that's how I slowly started learning how to do IT work by doing backups and teaching computer aided design and learning more about, you know, what's the back end of IT like, you know, the basics and things like that. And then when I got my next job, I got into IT, uh, doing IT work in an engineering company which was, you know, still understood how engineering processes worked and everything. So, but I was doing it in an IT level. So that's how it kind of, I started getting certifications and learning and, you know, I had support from my, uh, my companies that I worked for to learn. And that was very important to me. So I used that support to get certifications and learn. And then I ended up in non-for-profit which was at the MCA. I worked at the MCA for 14 years before I moved on to the Newberry Library. So the nonprofit space is very different than profitable state because, you know, you work in a company that like an engineering company, they have customers, they have clients. When you work in a non-for-profit, we're doing things for the public. So uh, the type of people that work in non-for-profits are very different. They have a passion for what they do. So it's not like the kind of environment where people are you know, trying to, you know, just get ahead. It's more like everybody helping everybody. And I guess that's what kept me there for as long as I stayed there. And the New Bay Library is just an awesome place. I started working with them November of 2019, half at the office, half at home now. <laughs> but it's been, the people are absolutely wonderful. The type of work they do and uh, how much people have embraced 
working with us just using zoom and online and you know they want to hear they want to hear from the library they want to know what's going on so it's been really wonderful so what does that look like for you servicing a library when you were actually on site what were your responsibilities normally I was running the IT department, so I have two staff members, and one is a, a network administrator. He's very good, actually. He's, he should be a network engineer, if you ask me. But And we have a, another technical person. He's really good, too. So what I've been doing is basically going in and looking at what applications do they have? What is it that they want to accomplish? What do they need to be more efficient? What do they need to be more effective to feel like, you know, they're really accomplishing, accomplishing their work with techno using technology. So that's the important thing. Everything in IT you can build by technology, by adding software, hardware. It's the trust of the individual that you have to build. You have to build the trust with people, with your community, to know that you're there for them, that you're there to support them. Because everybody looked at IT as, you know, necessary evil. That's how they looked at us all the entire time. And now it's like, you know what? We really need these people. That's why it's an opportunity for people to really understand technology is important. Is is like a is like a key thing, but it's people forget that they're looking at the bells and whistles and you know the fame and but they're not looking at how much work you get done if you have a good infrastructure, you know, in place and how much is necessary. My goal has always been to have the best team and to have always respect between my team and the staff members. So. What we did was I just tried to find out what they were doing and what they needed work on first. So some of the things we wanted to do was two of our main applications, we wanted to push those into the cloud. It's, it was already overdue. Uh, we have a financial application and our membership uh, and donation application. The digital asset management is something we're working with right now. And we definitely want to put that in the cloud. And as has become more and more critical for us to do this because now we're seeing that the trend that more people might be working from home in the future as it is right now because even going back to work we're going to be going back to work in stages mm -hmm. so some people are going to be working from home some people are going to be in the office and it's vice versa depending on what needs to be done so because of that, we need to think digitally. Everything has to be done like this. We have classes, for example, on site. All of those are going to be done through classroom streaming from there. Uh, so those are the things we're working on for preparation to get back into the building. Sounds like you have a lot lined up that you want to work on. So what does your day-to-day -day look like now that you're home? So I'm working with the programmer and we're, we're putting together an intranet. The basis is down right now. So now I got to check it and we got to start adding, you know, information to it. So one of the things we wanted to do is try to get that done as soon as possible so people can be informed all the time. And again, it's going to be hosted on, on online so they can log into it from any place uh, and they can get 
quick information if they need access to the files they need. So that's one of the things we're working on along with the other projects. So I know you mentioned you're talking about all these projects, but if all of them were done, you didn't have to worry about them, what would be one passion project that you would love to work on that would just change the efficiency of the library? It would change the efficiency of your team? What would that be? Be able to really digitize the library material to a point that we have, we provide access to this digital uh, assets to a lot of people outside of Chicago where they don't have to come to the library to see something, they can see it. The other thing I see very cool for museums and libraries is to be able to do um, digital tours, but have it in a way where it's interactive, where a person wants to look at something longer, they can look at it. And then when they click on that object, they get more information about it. Those are the things I think would be really cool because you can access more people, especially when the library is such an old place, has been around for over hundreds of hundred years. It's kind of cool to get young people because young people are into computers, you know, they want to play with computers all day. So having that access to them would be uh, very valuable. Especially during these times, everyone's so focused on digitizing their things, and they are now just realizing how important it is to stay ahead of that curve and to have things prepared. Also, speaking of just changes, what is one thing that you brought from your experience at the museum to the library? Like, what kind of change did you implement from there? Oh, quite a bit. <laughs> so one of the things I did was, first thing I tried to find out is, how do you like this tool? A lot of people, some didn't like the, um, the web version of uh, Outlook because it has limitations. So I started asking people, okay, if you want, we can install the, the desktop version for you. So we did that for some people, which made their life a lot easier to be able to interact with the Outlook calendar. And that's one of the things we did. Then one of the things that was very important that needed to be done was PCI, Payment Card Industry Standards. I needed to make sure that they were PCI compliant. So what I did was I contacted the software companies and I worked with a firm to go ahead and go through our self-assessment questionnaire. So we are PCI compliant now. I tried to find out what's the most important things that have to be done right away and what can wait. And then the whole world changed and now we're thinking differently. <laughs> Which I think is what's cool about the tech space as well because it's already so fast paced and with the changing world right now, it's like just a race as you can get ahead, but we're also able to keep up too. Mm -hmm. Actually, you know what, this, I look at what's happened, it's negative in a lot of ways, but it's a great opportunity for people. It's a great opportunity to learn new ways to do things. It's a great opportunity to see how you can still provide your services to people, even if you're not seeing them. And it's a great opportunity to learn. Because, you know, you can, you can start learning about, okay, what, how else do I do this? Or what else can I do to, to make this better? Or 
you know, we're working from home now. How can I make the work environment better for the user or uh, so they can get their projects done? It's an opportunity to really learn. It's an opportunity to uh, explore new ways of doing things. IT is, um, is one of those fields that you should never feel like you know everything ever because you never know everything. There's so much to study. And the best way to do it is to um, collaborate with great, great uh, uh, people working in the industry. The other way is to vendors. I mean, go to vendor meetings. Go to uh, these free seminars, webinars that they have. Because you can, even if you're there for an hour, you could pick up something in that hour that's so valuable in what you're trying to do and learn. And for someone who's trying to get into IT, I say the best way to do it, if they have the patience, start in help desk support. Because, you know, that's where you learn so much because you're dealing with so many different people and requests and projects and this and that, that it forces you to learn how to work on different problems, different issues, how to solve different things. And it just feels good. You know, it feels so good when you help someone out and you see the smile on their face and you see the thank you and you see the, the, I mean, it's just, there's nothing better than that. I think it's awesome that you bring up how you have collaborated with a lot of people in your career. So I would love to know if there's one or two specifically in mind that have really impacted you on this journey to get into it i would say it was i worked with a vice president at my first job and um he was always pushing me further he's the one that actually showed me how to do some database programming and so he actually encouraged me a lot so he said to me, he said, if you're working in engineering, you either want to become an engineer or you want to do something else. You don't want to stay like doing design work. And he was absolutely right. So I said, fine. I started working in computers and that's how I really did. And I had a boss in, my, in the first company, same company that I worked with, that he was very supportive of me and he taught me a lot. He was a very smart person. He was a very smart project manager, engineer. He knew the computer design in and out. He taught me a lot of stuff. So I would say they really encouraged me to get into this computer field and I'm still in it. And then after that, it was more like just helping people, you know, just having the ability to help someone in a situation. Let's say somebody accidentally uh, it's made a mistake on a drawing they spent 40 hours on and they they ha we have to get it from backup now you get that file from backup and they are just so happy that they don't have to put another 40 hours of work in that <laughs> so for the final question perhaps the most important one i'll ask you mac or windows i'm a windows i'm a windows person i work with macs but I never, I think Macs are beautiful. They're gorgeous, but I think they have their place. Any designer, any web web designer, you know, can use it. For me, for doing the kind of work I do, like jumping from server to server and doing administration and things like that, Windows, hands down. I tell people, you know, when I went to the library 
at the museum, we had like 200 PCs and like 40 or 50 Macs. We had a lot of computers. The library is much smaller and we have maybe about two or three Macs. But when I went first there and I was talking to the designers, I told them, I said, if, if a Mac is something that is going to help you do your work, that's what we're going to get you. The couple of designers had Macs. I upgraded their Macs to a better, newer model. The tool is there to make a person's job easier, better, faster. It's not for me to decide for people what they should have. If the company can afford paying for a Mac and a person wants a Mac, I say get them a Mac. If it's if you're just doing word processing and uh, you know Excel access, uh, Microsoft Word, you can do that with a PC too. You don't really need to have a Mac. So it really depends on the type of work you do. Thank you so much. This was amazing, and I loved learning and hearing about everything you had to say. This was beyond what I could have imagined. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Take care. 